fucking master! Things have gone great. Haven't you heard? Kansas City is free. Where is Henry? He told me to forgive. But where is the justice in that? It ends the way it ends. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Brickmasters podcast, a spoiler filled recap show for the hit HBO series, The Last of Us, starring Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. And with me on this endeavor is my wonderful co-host, media studies professor, Dr. Veronica Paredes. What's up, Doc? How are you today? It's a good tag. It's a good, uh, what's up, Doc? I like it. It's a little mixing it up. Um, yeah, I'm okay. I'm good. It's a, it's a Saturday, which is different. It's a, a very special episode of Last of Us. Yes. Happening on a Friday night, which is a nice time. Oh, it's kind of nice having it on Friday. It is nice. Because I think when we were younger, it felt like we're of the same generation. I felt like when we were younger, a lot of cool shit used to come on, especially for us, TGIF on TGIF. ABC. You have yeah. Family Matters, uh, I think Full House, Step uh, by Step. Any array of different, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think it's just uh, something to look forward to in the prime time to have. I think Sunday is good. You know, obviously yeah. that's the HBO time slot. That, right. That's great. But it was nice to experience a Friday version of it. Um, yeah. yeah. For Black History Month and the Super Bowl. Yeah. Black actors in it. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty good. I, I, what are your overall thoughts on this episode, Endure and Survive, episode five, directed by, uh, Jeremy Webb and written by Craig Mazin. What are your what are your overall thoughts before we? Yeah, I mean, I think this is like one that kind of it's it's a really interesting one. It's a stance. uh, These it's not a it obviously advances things, but you know all the things we learn about Kansas City kind of stay within Kansas City in some ways. I was thinking of making this parallel between the Bill and Frank episode and then this one, you know, because it's Mm -hmm. these little vignettes that they're encountering. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a really, uh, well-realized one, really well acted. I, I really thought the, the, uh, performances were really great. Um, and this as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I, you think? I, I agree. I mean, I really did like this and I think with the Bill and Frank episode, I think what they, what they're doing with the show is they're elevating these characters, these NPCs, uh, and giving them fleshing them out more yeah. and and just really putting, you know, more more character work on it, more focus on like I think they're just kind of driving home some of their universal themes that yeah. they want to they want us to, to think about and discuss uh, as we nerd out on these podcasts. Uh, so I, I think it, it it was great. I really I really did love this episode and i did tweet that i think that craig and neil did right by henry and sam and uh i really appreciated the pacing of this episode too because a lot of times the way that i watch on the first view is like i'm taking my notes i'm stopping Mm -hmm. i'm pausing i'm rewinding and then i'm just kind of like 
okay but then when i rewatch just for fun and to try to pick up on other things it's i was impressed by how fast they're moving with this show even though you get that um um what do you call it a bit of a diversion with episode three they're still moving pretty quickly yeah Um, yeah so i i did enjoy it Um, it is interesting to think about that the movement because you know we get these kinds of episode three with bill and frank and then this one i mean these are stories that they're finding along the way at least with this one um joel and Allie are witnesses to the story right um but like uh, we do gain information that carries over into the story that is Joel and Allie's and it does affect them. Right. Because yes. they witness it. So that's the other part. It's like them witnessing it, not just us as audience members witnessing it. So it's interesting yeah, how they are shifting it a little bit. And how does that affect the pacing of the action there? It's, it is still a development of Joel and Allie, but in a different kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get right into it. We'll 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 try to get through this. We will get through it. We're not going to try. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Um. Okay. So we start like I thought it was going to start with a essentially a flashback. But uh, so we get this flashback of a, and we open on a crowd of uh, uh, people celebrating and they're yelling freedom. Their folks are shouting "fuck you, Fedra." There's a montage of Fedra soldiers getting shot, hung. Uh, people getting shot in the head. They're beaten and killed. There's one Federal soldier getting dragged uh, by a truck and with like spikes in them and shit. Uh, and then they, you hear a, um, a Federal, you hear, hear a resistance person, which you, you find, you'll find is one of, I guess we just call it Kathleen's regi- regime, um, whatever. And they're, you know, yeah. telling people that, you know, they're going to, um, the collaborators, if you surrender, you'll get a fair trial. Anybody caught hiding will face charges of revolutionary act of counter-revolutionary activities. Then you see Henry and Sam, who we will find out to be Henry and Sam. Henry's played by Lamar Johnson. Sam's played by Kevon Woodard. Um, and so uh you see them as the, the trucks are going by. Henry's using sign language to to tell Sam not to look at the hunters look at me. We're almost there. Only two blocks. Stay with me. And then we cut to a jail uh, where Kathleen has people locked up. Uh, Perry, uh, she tells, wait, oh yeah, she tells Perry, I used to be so scared of these people. Now look at them. You know, basically they snitched on, they snitched on her people for Fedra to get medicine, alcohol and fucking apples. And she says, did that make you feel better? That make, did that make you feel safe? And she wants to tell them, she wants them to tell her where Henry is. Nobody answers. And she tells Perry to, to kill them. Someone says, he's with Edelstein. And Kath, Kathleen's shocked to find this out. And uh, he had a, and she tells, he tells her that he had a place to hold up in the open, for them to hold up in the open city in case things went bad. And Kathleen says, things have gone great. Kansas City's free. She's being Sorry, she's being honest, but she's being a little sarcastic about things going great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she orders, she leaves, and she orders her uh, men to go door to door to find Henry. Perry disagrees because he thinks it's too much manpower just to find one guy. And uh, he asks her, he says, are we really putting them on trial? And Kathleen says, no, when you're done, 
burn the bodies. It's faster. Um, we'll just keep going until, yeah. And so we cut to Henry and Sam. They're in a building. Henry tells Sam, tells Sam that they're going up. This is the same building that uh, Ellie and Joel are in. Uh, they're, they're, so they're going up and they find, oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. Too early. It's way too early. Uh, yeah. Sorry. They they go in this building and they find Edelstein is up in this attic. And this is the attic that we saw uh, Kathleen and her men uh, searching through. Uh, so they go up in this attic and um, he takes Edelstein says he got this spot from a federal officer. Henry thinks that they can escape town through the tunnels. Edelstein says, why don't you just kill yourself here? And uh, they don't have any ammo. Henry believes they got enough food for about 11 days. Um, and uh, he asked uh, Henry if Sam is scared. And Henry says, yeah, he saw a lot. And Edelstein says he's scared because you're scared. And then Henry goes over to Sam, who's sitting over in the one of the corners of the attic. And he asks, I thought this was an Etch-A-Sketch kind of thing, but it's actually called a, a magic, a magic, uh, Oh my God. I just had a magic slate. It's a toy that you can write on and stuff disappears. So that's what he uses to communicate because he is deaf. And, um, but he can sign with, he uses the magic sketch to magic slate to talk to people who don't understand sign language rather. So Henry goes over to Sam and, uh, it's a picture of Sam shows him the, the magic slate and it's a picture of like super sam his alter ego and sam asks what does what did edelstein stay he tells him that you know that they're safe here and no one's gonna find them and sam's like are you sure henry says 100 percent." and he says see my face <laughs> and sam shrugs and that and he says there and henry says there's only one thing this place is ugly and so henry pulls out a big bag of crayons and that's the first big sequence of the show. Your thoughts, Veronica? Yeah, um, it's interesting the, to rewatch and think about how things are going to, um, how much clues we get about the future action um, and the different kinds of like lies that are being said, like Kathleen's already telling, you know, um, in the beginning with the kind of collaborators now surrender. And, you know, it seems like, you know, if you do that, then you will be better off than if you get uh, caught and kind of tunted down. Right. Right. In the beginning. But, you know, it, that that kind of ruse becomes this is very quickly exposed when um, she just tells Perry to kill them all. So that's the other thing is right. Like um, she threatens like, oh, I'm playing bad cop, <laughs> mm -hmm. like kill them all. But then she gets the information about it. Edelstein, but then he actually does end up killing them all anyway. So it doesn't right. really matter. There's no way out, you know, like if you're a collaborator, if you've uh, worked with Fedra, um, there's just no forgiveness in this kind of um, society that Kathleen is um, uh, making and establishing in this turn. I thought that that uh, beginning scene of all that violence was just like uh, wild because we just don't usually in these zombie shows see that kind of uh, those uprisings or those moments like it's hinted at a yeah. lot in things like uh, Walking Dead um, 
but it's not uh, explicitly shown what kinds of like mayhem can happen right. when people really take over in a society like this kind of uh, an uprising overthrows a, a, an oppressive society that Fedra yeah. has had here in Kansas City. Yeah. Um, so that was really um, interesting. That was like really uh, and visceral. And uh, I thought like they kind of towed the line, like it wasn't sensationalist. It wasn't too much. They didn't hold on like it was quick and it kind of conveyed information, but it yeah. was also like, um, you know, startling how, how explicit it was. Yeah. And it's something that, that Henry makes reference to uh, later on in the episode where it's just like, yeah, they were, they were wild and it, yeah. was, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty crazy. And that just shows like the, this again, how humanity is uh, just unhinged. Right. I can't even yeah. think if you say, you, can you even call it humanity anymore, really? Yeah, uh, it's Lord of the Flies type, like desperate end of the world, you know. Yeah. But there is supposed to be some kind of um, principles that's driving it. And Kathleen's obviously going to be the kind of driving force of that. Right. Um so, yeah, I thought it was a good introduction to um, Henry and Sam. Uh, and, you know, at first you're not sure. It doesn't say. It, the, the, it's just like, well, kind of paced out. You know, it's not like, oh, you don't have to tell Edelston that Sam is deaf. You know, like we just kind of, they write it in a way that the audience members pick that up. But it's never like... Uh, the, expos- the exposition to explain the situation is never like ham-fisted or too much. It's like, right. it was very well, um, it was elegant the way they did it. Mm-hmm. All they got to do is, sh- is show you. And that's what they did. Yeah. So we get a, we fast forward to 10 days later. I guess you call that a title card. Um, it's daytime. Henry peeks out the window and it's covered uh, by cardboard. So he's peeking out. Uh, Sam tells Henry that he's hungry. There's only one can left. He says, we'll open it later. Sam is painting. Henry looks out another window. Sam knocks on the floor to get Henry's attention. He's hungry and it's, it's hard to find food. Uh, uh, Henry tells him. And then later uh, you get Sam asking, when, when is he coming back? They're talking about Edelstein. It's been a whole day. And he says, is he coming back? He's like, yeah. And then, so Sam continues to paint. He, we cut to night. Sam is asleep. Henry's keeping guard, much like you see Joel do Ellie, like you saw Bill do Frank. It's morning. Uh, he wakes Sam up and he tells him he isn't coming back. Hey, I'm sorry. We don't have any more food. We need to leave. And because he's been watching them, he says, I know their patterns. We can make it on foot. Uh, Sam asks, did they kill him? Henry says, probably yes. And then Sam hugs Henry. Um, and he says, cl- then he goes over, he says, close your eyes but not too tight. So he uses some of some of his paint and paints a hero mask on Sam's on Sam and shows him his reflection uh, through, through his knife. And then they show they're about to leave their hideout. Uh, Sam hears tire screeching and gunshots. So it's, I wrote initially that it's probably Joel and Ellie being ambushed from their perspective. So Sid, it, we find out it is Sam peeks out and he sees Joel taking out those hunters Catholic slash Kathleen's men. And then he says new plan. And we, uh, we cut to them uh, going, uh, do we want to go this far? 
Why not? Yeah. Okay. And we cut, and then we as they're they're leaving the high and da da da, and we cut to them going into the building. Now they're going into the building looking for Joel and Ellie. So they've been following uh, Joel and Ellie ever since that moment. And they step on the glass that Joel put down, and they start to walk quietly. <coughs> Excuse me. And then we cut to where we left off at the last episode. Sam says, eyes on me. You don't have to worry about what to say. We don't want to hurt you. We want to help you. Joel says, okay. And then uh, and then Henry says, I don't know what the next step is with something like this, but if I lower my gun, uh, we didn't hurt you, so you don't hurt us, right? And uh, Joel's like, all right. And and then, and then uh, Henry's like, that's a weird fucking tone, man. And Ellie says, that's just how he sounds. He has an asshole voice. Joel, tell him he's okay. And then Joel's still like, everything's great. Ellie's like, dude. Henry's like, fuck. And then so, and Henry's, Henry's going, he says, Henry's going to trust him. He says, but if either of you guys try anything, yeah. And then Joel asks, can he sit up? He sits up slowly. Joel asks him, who are you? Henry says, I'm Henry, the most wanted man in Kansas City. Although right now, my guess is that you're running a close second. Um, you want to stop there and, and talk or you want sure. to go more? Yeah. You, um, what do you think? That's okay. So, all right. So we cut to the four of them eating. Uh, they ask, where do you get these? And Ellie, where'd you get this? I guess this food. And then uh, Ellie says from Bill, he's dead. And uh, Henry says, I guess you don't have much. So this means a lot. And uh, they ask, how old is he? And he says, he's eight. And then Ellie hits Joel's leg, which I thought was really funny. Hits on Joel's leg to get him to talk. Joel says, I'm Joel. Look, you you ate. We didn't kill each other. Let's call this a win-win and move on. Henry basically surmises that they came in the, into the building to find a way out. He says, I'm betting y'all came up here to, to get a view of the city and plan a way out. And when the sun's up, I can show you one. And then we, yeah, we'll do this whole sequence. Then we cut to the sun being up. There's a view from the, uh, with a view from the city. Henry, Henry says, welcome to kill a city. Joe says, uh, no Fedra. And, uh, Henry says, not as of 10 days ago. No. And he's, Joe says, we always heard Casey Fedra was Henry interrupts him saying monsters, savages. Yeah. You heard right. Raped and tortured and murdered people for 20 years. Um, and you know what happens when you do that to people? Uh, the moment they get a chance, they do it right back to you. And that's basically what we were talking about a little earlier, just about how, you know, people are. And he says, but you're but you're not Fedra. And Henry says, no, worse. I'm a collaborator. Joel says, I don't work with I don't work with rats. And Henry says, yeah, you fucking do. Today you do because I live here and you don't because I know this city and you don't. That's how I followed you here. I know. I know this city and that's how I'm going to help you get out. Why help us? Why help us? I saw what you did, the way you killed those men. Now I know where to go, but I don't know how to make it out alive. Now, not, not if it's just me and Sam, you seem Kate. And then Joel says, you, you seem capable enough. You're armed. And uh, Henry says, you're wrong. You're wrong. I've never killed anyone. And pointing an unloaded gun at you was the closest thing I've ever done. To, closest I've ever, ever come to, to being violent. So that's the deal. I show the way you clear the way. And then you cut out. It cuts. They cut over to Ellie and Sam playing together. She's showing um, 
Sam the joke book. Uh, and Henry says, I haven't heard Sam laugh in a long time. Veronica, your thoughts on this sequence? Yeah, um, that that last moment with the uh, Sam laughing so cute and the response, the reaction on Henry um, Henry's face. It's so touching, you know. Yeah. It's like uh, those nice kinds of moments, that moment when, uh, you know, um, Ellie hits uh, Joel's leg, like, hey, this is what we yeah. do. We'd be nice to people. We we say hi in our name and stuff. Um, yeah, I think that this uh, ca- characterizes Henry as just like a really smart person, you know, mm-hmm. like just really strategic and thinking, like quick thinking of like, this is how it's going to work. Um He's just really um, surviving, enduring and surviving, right? He's like really able to, he's got a certain kind of skill set that he's using. Um, And so I don't know, it's just like a a very interesting kind of foil to Joel because it's not through um, Braun. He, similar to like Ellie, is um, connecting with Joel in order to use Joel's kind of um, physical strength and physical ability to stay alive. Yeah. so, you know, it's it's a it's an interesting set of um alliances and strategy that comes up that's really actually pretty important for how to build trust uh between the two uh groups. But yes, it also has some humor, like the joke book and then also um the Joel uh he has asshole voice kind of moment. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the way that they kind of like you don't know it until this until you see Henry witnessing the ambush or witnessing um, uh, them getting caught, Ellie and Jill, Joel. Um, so that that kind of like time jump it doesn't doesn't match up until that moment really. Right. I thought that was kind of neat. That was well done too. So like all up until that point of the episode, you're kind of like leading up to them their paths meeting up with Ellie and Joel's, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, their paths colliding. It's almost you think in that moment where Henry sees Joel and you think you see Joel look up, but I don't think Joel sees him. I yeah, think but it kinda, does like seem like a match there. Yeah, yeah, it seems like they he they, but it seems like Joel does, but he really doesn't. Um, yeah. that I love how they put that together and that moment, just like where it, I thought it was really funny, just how um that asshole voice line it's just like yo he's like come on that's just how he sounds he's got asshole voice that's just how who who he is don't kill us (laughs) and you know um yeah it was a really nice sequence i really i really dug it um and from their perspective like what is joel going to do like there's a kid a small child an eight-year-old that has a gun on him like what what is i don't know you're not gonna like tackle an eight-year-old and it's just uh interesting that they yeah, have he's not yeah because he doesn't know that the guns aren't loaded right. or whatever someone online said that you could look mm-hmm. at the gun and see that there's two in the chamber but like he would have to someone said he'd have to pull the trigger like three or four times in order for one of those to go off you know but uh mm-hmm. yeah joel doesn't know none of them know that like ellie and joel don't know that um yeah so it's it's pretty clear that they needed Henry needed something from them. He's like, this is how I get my brother out. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So 
then we got we got Joel asking Henry how are we going how are we getting out and Henry they, we cut to Henry drawing a map and he tells him that they're essentially surrounded by Kathleen and her army throughout the city but then he he asks how Sam how are we how do we get across uh then he he bangs on the table Sam looks up and he says how are we getting across and then Sam writes down on his uh pad uh tunnels and there's maintenance tunnels that'll get them to safety and joel asks like what do you need me for he tells them he tells them about the infected underground and fedra drove them down there for like 15 years ago and never let them come back up and he said that's like the best thing that they ever did uh but everyone thinks it's full of infected and so kathleen and her people won't go down there but a Fedra guy that he knows told him that it was clean, completely clean. They cleared it out about three years ago. And Ellie asks, says, what if we run into the blind ones? And Sam, I mean, Henry says, you ran into a clicker and you're still alive? He says, you're the right people. And uh, he says, if it gets bad down there, we'll turn around and we'll run right back out the same way we came. And Joel says, that's your great plan. And uh, Henry says, no, that's my dicey as fuck plan. But as far as I can tell, it's our only shot. Then Sam asks, you know, what are what are they saying? Henry says, they're tr- they're going to help us escape. And he says, right. And obviously, when I say listeners, when I say Sam says it, he's either signed it or written it just to kind of cut me from, you know, blabbing too much. And um, so we cut to them walking through the bank and they find this uh, tunnel entrance. Joel tells Ellie to get her gun out. She does. They open up the door to the tunnel and Henry says, see, it's empty. The plan is good. <laughs> and Joel, Joel says, Shh, the plan is good. We've been down here two seconds. We don't know anything. And Henry says, your dad's kind of a pessimist. And as soon as he says that in unison, you hear Ellie say, he's not my dad. And Joel says, I'm not her dad. And they say that in unison. He says, point your, point your light toward, point your life forward and be ready to run and so they progress through the tunnel and they see what looks like child's artwork painted all over the walls that's an easter egg from the game uh uh, it looks like it's uh an elementary school area like one of those preschool areas uh joel says he's heard of places like this these underground settlements ellie asks what happened to them and joel says maybe they didn't follow the rules and they got infected and Joel sees a, a, a drawing on the wall of a uh, of a man named Ish, and uh, Ish is a character. Um, let me see if I can. I will just read this blurb from the Last of Us wiki. Ish was uh, out to sea for several months after the initial outbreak before being forced to go ashore near a Pittsburgh sewer entrance. He took up residence inside, constructing his own safe house. He lived in a small room like the area with a like yeah, like small room like area with a metal door and fence for protection. He also collected lots of newspapers, sticking on a notice board within the room. And then in need of supplies, he searched the nearby suburbs where he encountered a family, Susan, Kyle, and their children, who, much to his surprise, did not shoot him on sight. They traded supplies with each other before Ish returned to his hideout. Ish, lonely and realizing that there was no point in surviving alone, 
then went back to the family to offer them refuge in the sewers. The group obliged, and the safe house eventually became a thriving community. They had a school, makeshift beds, shower stalls, and even rain catchers. Ish even allowed the children to paint the doors at the front entrance to look like a castle. Ish met a man called Danny, who's also in that picture, that drawing, deciding the two should become the protectors of the community, salvaging armor, assault rifles, and sawed-off shotguns from dead soldiers. A child within the settlement later depicted the pair together and their gear in a drawing that you see on the wall. At an unknown point in time, a door leading to the safe house was left open by one in the one of the group, which allowed a horde of infected to find food in. Ish, Susan, and a few of the children managed to escape, barricading the suburb side entrance to the sewers. Ish and those who managed to escape with him took shelter in the suburbs. Ish now protecting the last of his group. His fate, as well as that of Susan's and several children, is left unknown. And one more note on Ish. He was a... He was... I know. It was he was a reference. He, he was named after the protagonist Isherwood Ish Williams in the post-apocalyptic novel Earth Abides from 1949 by George R. Stewart, and it's a, the, that character establishes a community of pandemic survivors. Well, in the novel, Ish does teach kids in his community. None of them ever go aboard the ship. Ish, being a sailor, bears a light of resemblance to Ishmael, the main character of, of Herman Melville's Moby Dick. So that's the notes on Ish. I just wanted to give that background since most people who do podcasts about this show talk about Ish. And you learn about him in the game through letters that you collect. Um, Yeah. So there's a bunch of stuff there. Okay. Moving forward. Sam sits down at a table looking at all the toys there. He looks down and picks up a, a Savage Starlight comic book. Another Easter egg. Uh, which is a collectible, the the collectible in the video game, and in in part one and part two, in part two they're collectible cards from these different characters. Anyway, um, so Ellie says, "Oh, I love these," and she says she has issues four, five, six, and eleven. Sam writes that he has five, six, and eight, and Ellie says to the which is one of the sayings in the comic books. They, she says, to the edge of the universe and back, endure and survive. And, you know, they make this big endure and survive, like which one would one of the characters would say. Joel tells them to keep it down. They're not out yet. And Ellie's like, can we just rest here for a while? There's actually shit to do here. And uh, Henry says, it wouldn't be so bad to wait the light, the, wait the light out a bit. It's safer in the shadows when we pop back out on the other side. Joel relents and you cut to Sam. They cut to Sam playing and Ellie playing soccer another easter egg they do that in the game in the game also uh joel and henry are sitting together at the table joel says to uh henry if you were collaborating to to take care of him i i shouldn't have said what i said i don't know your situation and i'm not saying they should let it go but all things considered uh seems kind of cruel to send a whole army after you like that and uh, Henry says, you know, I wasn't exactly telling you the truth before about me not killing someone. There was a man, a great man. He was never afraid, never selfish. He was always forgiving. He says, have you ever met someone like that the kind of man you'd follow anywhere? And uh, he tells Joel that Sam got sick with leukemia 
And there was one drug that only one drug that would work and Fedra had it. So he gave up the leader of the resistance movement to get drugs for Sam. And he says, do you still think they should take it easy on me or am I the bad guy? And he says, the answer is easy. I am the bad guy because I did a bad guy thing. You get it, though. You might not be her father, but you were someone's. See, I could tell. And then Joel gets up and says, uh, we waited long enough. <laughs> what do you think about this? Uh, these couple of scenes, Veronica? Yeah, that scene, uh, that actor is acting. That is yeah. uh, That was a good, the, the, just the way that his story is told and the way that he acts it out and, um, you know, Joel's response. And then, like you're saying, the cut of like, okay, well, let's move on. <laughs> I don't want yeah, to think yeah. about these things. I think there's a moment that someone <laughs> pointed out on YouTube. Uh, he looks down at his watch when he's like <laughs> looking at it. Like if Joel looks yeah. down at that broken watch, you know he don't know it doesn't tell time. So you right. know why he's looking at it. Uh, you know oh, it's I mean? 330. We got it. The shadows are moving now. And he's thinking about Sarah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's some some parts of this episode are a little explicit in bringing up these kinds of principles of the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. <laughs> this happens. There's a monologue that Kathleen happens later on in the episode as well. Yeah. Where it's like, this is the thesis of this episode. And right. um of the series this, of the game. Of the series. Yeah. So this this is one of those moments. But I thought that um message. Just like yeah, exactly. But watching uh, the actor playing Henry, um, it's just he's so... Um, Say his name, Lamar Johnson. Lamar Johnson. Um, just the way that he's going through that um, monologue that he has there, like really actually, um, there's more going on there just beyond the words. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, and he does, you know, animate it and bring it to life in a way that I think feels believable. Of course. Um, the, the, and the just the humor. Like, it seems like Henry is kind of like between Sam and Ellie, right? Or mm -hmm. like, or like, El, like, there's a relationship between those three um, in the age thing. Like, Henry doesn't seem that much older. And yeah, he's Henry does seem, he seems like early 20s. In the game, uh, Henry's more, more of a, like, it's almost like he, because Lamar Johnson's like 28. Even though he yeah, doesn't he, play 28 on younger. screen, he's playing yeah. much younger. And the the way that he was portrayed in the video game, he's more capable. Like him mm. as an NPC helps you fight mm. and like kill people, you know? Yeah. So it's like this one's, this is a little different. I like it. I like that they've done that because it's also, there's always this assumption, right? About the, um, that bad guy yeah like as a black man he's gonna be a killer or something yeah. but he's like ellie he says things like this plan worked <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know they, right. they go in the and it's like yeah look at the tunnels they're they're totally free um so you know i think that there is a lot of um skewing like uh, uh sam's presence allows ellie to be younger and to delight and kind of have pleasure and things and uh right. and i think that joel's presence allows henry to also i mean to even maybe be reliant on joel sure um so there's like this kind of this this is an interesting foursome it's an interesting group 
you know, and those dynamics that are happening. I wish we could have stuck around with this group a little longer because the dynamics that are working themselves out in the mm-hmm. scene are really compelling. Yeah. You know? Yeah, very much so. I agree. So the next scene, we cut to Kathleen. And it seems like she's in a a, a room, a child's room. Uh, there's a skateboard, like a fucked up old skateboard on the ground. Uh, Perry comes in the room and he says they can't find Henry or the man who killed Brian. And Kathleen says, we're not doing so good. She says, who told you I was here? <laughs> Perry says, your mom. <laughs> and she says, why are you talking to my mom? He says, we didn't know where you were. And she asks him, she asks Perry, have you, have you been back to the room you grew up in? Perry says, no, no, fuck, fuck. No, I, it's, it's a couple hundred miles away. It's not even worth it. Right. You know, and uh, Kathleen has this monologue about her brother, how he kept her safe when it would be bad. You'd hear the shooting and everything. He made it feel safe and made it, the room look like a box and just kept her safe. And she says he was so beautiful. I'm, and and uh, she says, I'm not. I never was. And she says he would be horrified by the things I've done. If you come and tell me that Michael, Michael was her brother's name. Uh, if you kind of come to tell me that Michael wouldn't want me to hurt Henry, that he would want me to forgive. I know that too. He told me the last time I saw him alive in jail, he told me to forgive. And what did he get for that? Where's the justice in that? What's the point of that? Perry says, your brother was a great man. We all loved him, but he didn't change anything. You did. We're with you. And she says, good. What'd you think about this, this scene here? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Jeffrey Pierce, uh, right? Yes. Uh, is the guy who plays Perry. Mm-hmm. Um, also original Tommy in the game. Original Tommy voice. Tommy voice. Um, yeah, it's. I, I see what they're going for, right? There's all these mm-hmm. mirrors, foils, uh, sure. relationships that to compare to the core relationship between Joel and Ellie. So all these things about trust. Uh, power within a cup, like within a partnership or within a relationship, protector, vulnerable, you know, all these kinds of things that are happening. And here we get to know that it's not Perry and Kathleen that are paired up in this way. It's, it's, it's Michael. Right. And uh, yeah, is this the moment when we realize that like, uh, okay, um, from the last scene into this scene, Henry's revealed that he, uh, gave up the leader of the resistance. And now we realize that that's Kathleen's brother. So this is kind of like revealing for the viewer yeah. that doesn't, you know, and also differing from the game completely. Right. Yeah. No? Kathleen yeah. doesn't exist at right. all. And, yeah. and, and Henry and Sam are just passing through really for, cause they're from Hartford and that yeah. QZ got destroyed or whatever. And they're just, just passing through. It's not, they're not like, public enemy number one they're just people that don't want to get caught up in that shit you know and right. and they, they, what they did that I, I like that they did this in this adaptation they they you know they're actually a part have we're a part of the community and they're you know henry fucked them over and now this is why they're she wants them to pay even yeah. though i understand why how why she feels the way she feels I'm not with her. You know what no. I mean? I understand the motivation, but it's like, nah, I'm with these guys, you know? Right. Right. And, uh, 
this shows her at least, you know, as the bad guy struggling with this choice right. that she's made and this kind of uh, vengeance and uh, thirst for revenge that she is going to um, enact and that she's pulling all their resources for. But, mm-hmm. you know, the the real, the thing of like Perry being behind her is very interesting. I think that um, there's not much for the Perry character to do here. <laughs> like no, it's a really Mr. interesting right hand man. Yeah. He's just carrying out like, cause he did love her brother and everything, but it, it's like, she was the one to get the job done, really to get the job done to, cause, yeah. cause he wasn't going to, Michael wasn't going to fight, but in her, yeah. they kind of call, I've heard them say online, like she's kind of like this twisted, uh, uh, kindergarten teacher the way the way that she delivered some of her lines especially when she was in the jail and what did they they said that character she was like a, did you listen to the podcast at all i started it it's long it's longer than the others yeah it's about an hour yeah, it's about an hour long and but they, yeah i began listening to it they referenced like a character i think in madam i think it's madam bovary that once mm. started out kind of meek and humble to like a monster of a character but it, that could just be any where she's this meek and humble you could even say that about you know walter white and breaking bad you know sure you always say mr chips to scarface or whatever yeah but she was pushed to be in this position that she really doesn't want to be in and uh she's trying to come to grips with that yeah i think the performance from melanie linsky is there mm-hmm. um there's something that's not quite meeting, that's not quite connecting in the scene, I think. I see where they're going with it. I see yeah. what they're trying to do. Um, but there's something that's like, uh, hmm. That's uh, what, the, that's what uh, Paul from Heavy Spoilers said. Like, he just, he doesn't, like, it's something about that character that's not connecting. And it's not that Me- Melanie Linsky's a bad actress. I think she's great. I just think it's just an interesting choice that they went with her. I know there was some controversy where a recent winner of America's top model or something was talking about her because of how she looked, I guess. Cause they were like, Oh, she shouldn't, she shouldn't be like, she's well fed or she should look like oh, more what? muscular That's or something. Really weird. It's That's... some bullshit on there. I don't really, yeah. but I know that there's been some backlash and her husband had to get online and say, Oh my know, God, it was, it was uh, Jason. I think it's just Jason Ritter. Is her husband? Yeah. And yeah. he had to come uh, John on Ritter's his, son. Yeah, right? John, the late great John Ritter's son. And I'm like, damn. You no, know, it's, yeah. it's, a li- it's a bit much, but it's just like. it's. I think for me, it's not the Melanie Linsky thing. I think it really works in the prison when she's mm-hmm. like, uh, and I think in a later scene, it really works. This scene that they're trying to like a heart to heart between her and yeah. Perry. I'm more specifically saying this scene. Um, I feel you. But no, I don't think that that <laughs> I'm not yeah. thinking that she doesn't fit in this character. I think it's an interesting character. I wish they could have put a more interesting scene here. I feel you because in in that way, because it's like, I know what you're trying to do. I yeah. know you're trying to humanize this character and make her and give her a reason. Her, I understand her given circumstances and why I'm just not I don't I'm not going to agree with it and I'm not going to. I, this is kind of how I felt about the like episode three in a lot of ways where I thought it was a, a great episode, but it's like, and, and I'm being a douche for not liking it in the way that they want me to like it. But it's just kind of like, I know what you're doing, but you've given me Joel and Ellie. 
and you've given you've give you've humanized Henry and Sam in a way that it's like I don't care what you think Kathleen you're a bad guy you, just because you're a kind of off kilter villain you're not necessarily twirling your mustache yeah but at the same time we see her kind of do that and it's to her detriment towards the end of the episode yeah. but it's like I see what you're doing but I I don't care in a lot in a yeah. lot of ways you know no I I, and I do. I think that I I I don't. Hmm. Maybe I feel yeah. different. Maybe I'm projecting on you, but I don't care. <laughs> you say what you think. Well, I'm saying that uh, I think there's a missed opportunity with this scene specifically. What would you, what would you like to have seen? I uh, I think the staging is a bit interesting. Like there could have been something more going on here with the staging, just like how. Um, I think that there could have been a deepening of this kind of principle that they're trying to get to about mm. her like choice. This is a choice inflection point for Kathleen. Mm. Um, so like, really let's, um, you know, I think they have the material there for, okay, she's yeah. at odds with, uh, you know, what Michael would have done, what her brother would have done, how he's told her to forgive Henry. And she's really not willing to do that. Yeah. Um, and so, and I think Perry's, you know, supportive and, um, uh, sort of also still like a minion in some ways, you know, like he's yeah. not uh, ceding that kind of submissive role to her. Um, so it just, there's a lot more kind of things that could, could have um, amplified or accentuated these kinds, this kind of relationship um, that I think is a missed opportunity here. It's more a monologue, right? This is a yeah. monologue for Melanie Linsky. Um <laughs> And I just think that that's, yeah. that's interesting and she does it well. Yeah. Um, but I just think that this could, and I don't know, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. I think that basically it's like, you know, probably misogyny and, you know, uh, not wanting Melanie Linsk, like not just like the, the reactions that you're pointing to about like her turn or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think that's just like not wanting Melanie Linsky, who's a not sexy villain, not sexy woman villain, you know, um, as part of that kind of backlash. Yeah. Right. Like, I think. It's, and, then my, and then my thing is just I've liked her work. Yeah. I think she is sexy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. Yeah. I never, never had a problem with her. And then yeah. like that piece, that passage I read from that interview from Entertainment Weekly. I thought that was really interesting. It's like, oh, my brother was like Jesus and I'm the piece not. of shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. And then the way Henry talks about him, it's like, fuck, man. Well, this guy yeah. was great. It's like, if, but if my brother wasn't sick, yeah, I'd, I'd rock with him. But my brother's sick. You know? Right, right, and right. It's, it's interesting because I didn't think about this until now, until we just started talking about this. Um there's a character in the last of us part two that is kind of like that, like Michael, but you never meet that person. You see hmm. visages of her like spray painted on the wall and all over this area that you're in, in part two. And it's like, and she, that character basically started a movement that I would say in a lot of ways got perverted. That may not have been right. what her vision was. And I'm sure the shit that everybody's doing, that regime is doing, is not Michael's vision. You know what right. I mean? I mean, that's clear in the scene, right? Yeah. If he would have forgiven Henry, 
And the right. thing is that Perry's saying, we don't want that. <laughs> we, right. We right. want the violence. We want the right. vengeance. We want, uh, you know, the terrifying scenes that we see in the beginning. We want your ruthlessness. Um, yeah. Just think that, uh, that it's a really, it's a pivot point. You know, it comes yeah. in the middle. It's like in the second act. She's deliberating. It's the middle. She's thinking about it. And mm-hmm. uh, there's a moment here to like really um, connect with this character and, uh I just think that, uh, you know, I see what they're trying to do in this moment here, but I just don't know if it does it as effectively as like the kinds of revelations and kinds of um, ways that we see those connections happening in the earlier scenes with Henry and Sam and Joel and Ellie. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. I think that. Uh, uh, I like that you brought that up because you're making me think about a lot of different things. Because it's easy to just gloss over this character. And then no matter how good Linsky is, it's easy to right. kind of just like, yeah, no, I get it. You're going to yeah. say something else and I cut you off. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I think that's fine. But I do think that those later scenes kind of get to it and it uh, it works um, yeah. later on. But um, so we can get to that. Yeah, yeah, we get to the mustache twirling later on. Right. Um, okay, so we're back in the tunnels of a Bank of America product placement uh (laughs) they're on the other hey they're they're on the other side of the suburbs now and uh sam wants to know why they can't use their lights it's dark out there it's pitch black henry says he doesn't want to draw attention joel doesn't want them to draw attention sam says there's no one here henry says no no one is here no one's gonna be here because my plan worked and joel said so much goddamn talking and uh, Henry says, I'm just saying, I delivered. Make this right, go down the street, embankment behind the last house, and we're out. And Ellie asks, so we cross the river, and then what? What are you going to do? And Henry says, I don't know yet. Ellie says, well, she and Joel are going to Wyoming. And Joel gives Ellie a look like your mother gives you when you hit her back of her leg <laughs> with the shopping cart. And Ellie's like, what? It's a huge state. It can fit two more people. And uh, Henry's like, yeah, maybe we just call this one a success and say our fond farewells. And uh, Ellie says, no, he'll change his mind. Trust me. This is how it goes. And she mimics Joel. She says, he's like, no, Ellie, never, never, ever going to happen. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm going to ask you a million more times. And then we hear bah! gunshots. And it's a sniper, just like in the game. But it's different because in the game, it's at night. In the game, it's it's in broad daylight. And this one's at night. So um, there's guns. There's the gun. Gunshots are going off and there and they look up and the gunshots are coming from this house. And uh, Henry and Sam run away until the sniper shoots at them. They run back. Uh, That's another nod to the game. Uh, But we'll talk about that a little in a bit. Um, So uh, they, they run back to Joel and they say, what do we do? Joel tells him to stay here. And if you don't move, he's not going to hit you. He says, I'm going to go around and try to get in the house through the back, and then I'll take him out. And Ellie says, if you go out there, he's going to kill you. Joe says, it's dark, and he has shit aim. Nobody's going to kill me. And Ellie says, but he's going to kill us. And Joe says, do you trust me? And Ellie nods. I really like that moment. Like, Ellie was scared, and Joe was like, do you trust me? I'm going to take care of this shit. So Joel runs to the back of the house and goes inside. Before he goes inside, he sees the bridge, which looks like that bridge in in uh, Pittsburgh, 
but it's obviously mm-hmm. not and like you can and it's like kind of gold like it's in, in the game it's like stuff that's kind of gold in the games are like checkpoints mm-hmm. where you can just kind of see where you where you're supposed to go you see your destination um and uh, okay so then um uh joel runs to the back of the house and and uh he goes he heads upstairs then he sees this old dude sitting by the window with a rifle joel says put the gun down slide it over to me and then stay up here another hour that's all you have to do and he says please don't do it please and the guy motions that he's to shoot joel and uh, joel shoots him and takes the rifle and then we hear over a walkie-talkie hear kathleen over the radio calling for this old man his name was anthony and she says hold him there where they where they are we're all we're almost there and then joel looks out and he tells him to run uh we see this demolition truck with a plow on it that says run they made a reference to that in the previous episode um where joel's talking about you know the anyway you 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 guys remember (laughs) and uh the on the plow it says run and they're clearing out all the abandoned cars in the way. They're chasing Ellie, Henry, and Sam. Ellie shoots back at him as she's running from them. Joel's rifle jams. Uh, it, he's taking a shot, and eventually it unjams, and he shoots the kills the driver of the main demolition truck, and it crashes into an abandoned house and blows up. Sam grabs Ellie. Uh, Kathleen's men are searching the area. Henry says... Essentially, Henry says, I'll come out. Then Kathleen Kathleen starts a monologue and she says, this is what happens when you fuck with fate. I just said, blah, 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 because I don't care. But it's a very telling monologue. And he says, you know, you know, basically, I'm going to I'm going to come out. Kathleen's like, no, you know, you're with you're with uh, Sam and you did this for Sam. And then you're with the guy who killed Brian. Basically, it's over for you this she's doing the mustache twirling and he's like he's a fucking kid you know and uh and she says i don't care kids die every day that's gonna bite her literally uh <laughs> in, in a few minutes um so henry tells ellie he says get ready to take him and run and henry gives himself up kathleen pulls her gun out and she's about to kill him until something from underground pulls down one of the jeeps and un- into the ground and Kathleen and her men take their aim off Henry and draw their weapons towards the uh, hole. And it's a horde of infected that are study start running out of the uh, hole. Kathleen and her men start shooting. Joel is shooting at the infected from inside of the house. Henry, Ellie and Sam start running from the house. This is just like the game, except it's in the daytime at the game of the game we see ellie crawling through all the chaos we see perry say run him down run him down talking about the infected ellie jumps into this abandoned truck we cut to a bloater coming out from the hole the bloater is making its first appearance on the show and it starts picking up people and slamming them down like the incredible hulk did loki looks over at uh, Kathleen and Perry. Perry tells Kathleen to run, find cover, and don't look back. He starts shooting at the bloater. He runs out of bullets. The bloater picks up Perry and uh, decapitates him, just rips his head off. It'll do that to you in the game if you get too close. Like, if you even touch it, it's you're, you're dead. So we cut to Ellie in the truck. 
a stalker. I thought it was a, they call it a clicker, but it's a, it's a kid. It's a child, a child clicker climbs into the truck and comes after Ellie. Uh, Ellie hops out of, and it, it's really scary the way it, it flips out. And that's a real kid. That's a kid. I got a, I got a, some notes on this kid. It's the clicker child from episode five was played by nine-year-old gymnast and contortionist Sky Cowton. Yeah, she was fantastic. Um, I want to share this with you so you can see. Uh, she was um, uh, a baklava-like mask made it easy to remove the clicker head and eat, but the hero actors required a long process to remove their prosthetics for a break. Um, I did have the also I texted my homie Tim Hall a picture of the guy who played the bloater. The bloater was played by Adam Basil, a 6'6 UK stuntman who worked mm. on Game of Thrones. Prosthetic makeup designer Barry Gower estimates the entire bloater suit weighed 40 kilograms or more, roughly 88 pounds. Jeez. There were 10 to 15 stunt performers dressed in clicker costumes and 40 to 60 infected. It took a team of 65 prosthetic artists five hours to finish all the makeup. Since the clicker attack takes place at night, the makeup process would start around 3 or 4 p.m. to begin shooting at 9 p.m. Shout out to SAG Overtime. They got paid. Hmm. All right. So that was cool. Um, so back to this. Um, so Ellie hops out of the truck. She sees the infected going after Henry and Sam. Joel is shooting the infected around around Ellie, sniping them off. Uh, she goes over to where Henry and Sam are being attacked and kills two clickers with her mama's switchblade, and she's stabbing them up. They run until they're stopped by Kathleen. She tells them to stop. She's pointing her gun at them, and then a clicker leaps on her and beats the shit out of her and bites her. It kills her. Uh, Joel tells them to move and they're running away. What did you think about this sequence, Veronica? Okay, Chris, I have to be honest that I was howling, laughing at this whole sequence. Okay. <laughs> the moment the, the whore comes out from the uh hole, now I rewatch and it's like, okay, the 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 physics, the kind of story dynamics, it's all there. Like yeah. uh, in the very beginning, you have the confession from the uh, imprisoned collaborators that are then shortly thereafter killed. Uh, you know, that guy tells them that they have a house on the outer city or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so you know that this group from there, you even have the scene that they have that knowledge that they know that they're going to encounter uh, intervene or, um, you know, find them in that space. They're going to uh, intercept them there. Um, but just like the convenience of like this thing explodes and then the yeah. the underground tunnels is like, uh, you know, I, I didn't realize that the whole city is these underground tunnels oh, of infected yeah. apparently. So it's just like very convenient. But now rewatching it, like the, the moment where, uh, Kathleen and Henry share that moment between, uh, you know, the ways that Melanie Linsky and Lamar Johnson, that's an amazing scene. Like just the way that they're responding, reacting from one another. Yeah. Like you can tell that Kathleen 
you know, after she says things like, you think the whole world revolves around him. Yeah. And the same thing could be said about her kind of actions in retaliation to Michael's death. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it, and it's the, the the thesis of the show and of the game and all these things. You think the right. whole world revolves around this one person that you love, who's your world revolves around, but not the whole world. And so mm-hmm. what are you doing? Um, so that moment that they share of like, you know, uh, the two caring about the two brothers, right? Yeah. Michael and Sam. Um, so they get a really short moment. It's so touching. It's so interesting. Like what's going to happen here? And then yeah. all of a sudden, uh, a horde. Yeah. <laughs> and they're moving so fast. It's it's great. Like yeah. I think that uh, you know, if you watch the inside the episode, they talk about how it wasn't all CGI. No, you know that that gymnast uh, little girl, the nine year old, same age as like Sam, uh, mm-hmm. Clicker. You know the symbolism there great. of the child. Yeah. She was that was incredible. It's weird, you know. It's weird and convenient. You know that what that little oh. yeah. No, continue. I'm sorry. But that conveniently, that little Clicker child is entrapping, and then forces Ellie out of the car. Uh, and then attacks Kathleen. Just the convenience, like the zombie convenience of that stuff. But yeah, it reminds you of something. Yeah, it reminds me of that that girl, the fair <laughs> that on Barry. Do you watch Barry? Yes. Yeah. Little, yeah. Little, that's they a good call one. it uh, that feral. Yeah. The feral girl. What is this? The feral oh, child. Child. Amazing. You know, okay. like uh, just the movement and like uh, in such a small body. Uh, yeah. it's amazing. Um. The way that that child moved um and so it was incredible but it was also just like hilarious to me yeah i don't know uh was it fun i mean that the berry thing is obviously hilarious and over the top yeah. i felt like this had that too did you or how Jesse was your response Giacomazzi. no i wasn't like i mean it was it didn't i understand why you thought it was funny i wasn't when i was watching it i wasn't like oh my god but it was like oh we finally got the bloater and you're just like oh shit and then you know they're gonna get through it, but it's just it was. It, I just thought it was cool. Yeah. I liked it. I I really I really dug it. Um, that was a a good scene because it was just like it's one of those like message, one of those moments where it's like you think he is the, you know, whatever the you I know love your delivery of millions case kind of delivery there. You think he? Yeah. You think the world revolves around him? Well, that's kind of you know? how she went at it. It was it was yeah. good the way she did it, and and it was yeah. just like. It was like fuck you, because I know I I know who I care about on the show already. It's like I'm sorry about your brother, but I mean I'm you know I'm Team Henry and Sam and Team Joel and Ellie. So you're an impediment, basically. You and your regime. Well, yeah, who wants are- a cute child that's surviving all these things? Survive leukemia. An adorable <laughs> deaf kid with leukemia. Fuck you. <laughs> who wants to see that child? Be decapitated by a bloater. No one, no one wants yeah. to see that. And it's except for Kathleen. Everyone. Yeah, except for Kathleen. So it's like, <laughs> and it was something that you know that was a problem. Perry was like, "Yo, what are we going to do about this?" And she, yeah. that wasn't her priority. So no. that because because she did not focus her attention on that. That's that's what ended up getting her. Yeah, of course, the convenience of the show of that of them coming out like yeah but it was a problem that they that they neglected and then you see that infected as the camera pans out like they're going back to the city 
So that's going to be the end of that QZ. Oh, so the horde QZ. is moving that way. Uh, yeah, they're going back. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't, get, I didn't catch that. <clears throat> yeah, I kind of looked at when I looked at it again. I was like, oh yeah, they're going back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit. So yeah, it's a and just like the we have like multiple scenes of the Kathleen getting attacked by the little feral child. Yeah, that's how they kill. <laughs> like they do. Like they they'll get on top of you and start beating the shit out of you and 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 killing you and then then she got bit too so she was yeah, done she's done for yeah she's yeah. not coming out of that one yeah yeah home stretch all right so mm-hmm. we cut i'll just finish this so we cut to our four heroes in a motel outside of town ellie and sam are reading in one room in the bedroom henry and joel are in another room henry asked joel if he thinks they're okay and uh, he says, "It's e-. Joel says it's easy when you're a kid anyway. You don't have any anyone else relying on you. And that's the hard part. And he says, I guess we're doing a good job then. And then uh, Joel says, what's the comic book say? Endure and survive? I'm like, yeah. And then Henry says, that shit's redundant. And Joel says, it's not great. Uh, but one thing someone brought up, I don't know if it was, it was from New Rockstars, EA Voss who I really love. I really watch this show. This show gets millions of more hits than I do. But like this guy was like crying when he was talking about like this episode. Hmm. And he was just saying how like enduring is one thing. Enduring is just like getting through it. Like that's the like physically getting through something, but surviving is another thing. Like, you know, it's like the, the almost like on a, on a spiritual level, like it's a little more of a beautiful thing. If you, if you just keep going, hmm. like you keep going and then it's kind of like what I, what I, what I gleaned off of what he was saying is just like kind of persevering through it. Not just saying I'm getting, I'm getting past this thing and hmm. I'm going to, you know, forget, you know, I, it's a, it's more, it's a little steep. Just, it's pretty it. it's pretty deep when you think about yeah. it because yeah. uh, something just from a fucking comic book even though obviously comic books have deep shit to it i'm not you know i've gone to see all these fucking marvel movies and and things like that right. but to them to joel that would be that just wouldn't be wouldn't have been his thing but it's like yeah it's kind of it's not great you know yeah. kind of yeah. making a you'll hear when you listen to the podcast you'll hear amazing and Druckmann talk about how they randomly see somebody meet somebody. I think when they were scouting, they said location scouting. They was like, they're like, oh, what are you scouting for? Oh, we're doing a show called The Last of Us. And like, oh my god! Then they show them. Someone shows them their endure and survive tattoo. Oh you know, god. and they're like, oh shit! You know, there's a lot of people <laughs> have like Last wow. of Us tattoos and shit. Um, Chris, do you have any? Do you have an LA tattoo? No, no, no. Come on, no. The action figures are enough. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, so uh, they talk about that, have a little laugh about that. And Joel says, you know, he tells Henry, I don't know how I'm getting to Wyoming. I'll probably walk, but, you know, you're welcome to come. And Henry says, yeah, I think it'd be nice for Sam to have a friend. And uh, he says, I'll tell him in the morning. So Henry goes in the bedroom, tells Sam he needs some sleep. And then Sam gets gets on the other bed and he's about to go to sleep. And after Sam leaves, Ellie taps him to finish reading, taps him on the shoulder 
to get them to finish reading the book. Sam is, you know, writing on his uh, magic sketch pad. What do they call it? Sketch his, I've said it in the thing. Slate. Magic uh, slate. No. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she, he, he asks Ellie if she's scared and she says, do I look scared? She writes it down. Do I, do I not look scared? Sam says, never. And Ellie says, I'm scared all the time. And she says, of oh, scorpions. And she makes a joke. Then uh, she writes, I'm scared of ending up alone. What about you? And then Sam says, writes back, if I tur- if you turn into a monster, hint, 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 is it still you inside? And he shows her that he got bit on his. Well, that's not a hint. He actually showed he got bit on his leg. And then Ellie looks at it and says, tells him my blood is medicine. And she pulls out her knife and cuts, cuts her hand and rubs blood on him. That's not in the game. I think this is a very sweet moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Sam just says, stay with me, stay awake with me. That's kind of in a couple episodes, you'll see some shit. Uh, and and uh, Ellie says, I promise. And he he signs it to her and she he teaches her how to say, I promise. And then they hug. So it's morning. We cut to Ellie being asleep and sitting in the rocking chair. Uh, she wakes up. She sees Sam facing away from her and she taps him. And then he starts, he's turned. So he starts to attack Ellie. Ellie screaming. Joel and Henry wake up. Henry draws a gun on Joel. So, cause he doesn't want uh, Joel to shoot Sam. So he shoots, shoots at the floor. And then he hesitates. Then Henry shoots Sam in the head and Joel asks if Ellie's okay. And then Henry points the gun at Joel and Joel asks Henry to give, give up, give him the guns and give me the gun. Henry says, what did I do? What did I do? He keeps repeating it until he shoots himself. Then we cut to Joel and Ellie finishing digging Henry and Sam's grave. Ellie places Sam's uh, magic sketch pad on his grave magic slate and uh she she says which way is west joel points his head to where west is ellie starts walking away and she says let's go joel looks at the pad and the pad reads i'm sorry then he joins her walking and they're walking away and then the only needle drop is uh this song called fuel to fire by agnes obel who's a danish singer that song was Come, came out on an album from uh 2013 it's kind of going back to with that record's kind of like um about uh like just about like take another one of those songs about like i'll read you some of the lyrics do you want me do you want me on your mind or do you want me to go on i might be yours as sure as i can say be gone be gone be far away Roses on parade, they follow you around upon your shore, as sure as I can say, be gone far away, like fuel to fire. Into the I'll read the whole thing. Into the town we into the town we go, into your hideaway, where the towers grow, gone to be far away, sing quietly along, pious words to cry into the under, upon your shore, as sure as I can say, be gone, be far away. Oh, what a day to choose, torn by the hours. All that I say to you is like full fuel to fire. Into the town we go, into your hideaway, 
where the towers grow, gone to be far away. Never do we know, never do they give away. Where the towers grow, only you will hear them say, sing quietly along, sing quietly along. Veronica, Dr. P, what are your thoughts on this last sequence? Yeah, I think that uh, the kind of connections and relations between these four is even, you know, more apparent when Ellie's trying to be Sam's protector Mm -hmm. and realizes that, you know, the kind of devastation that she has, realizing that she was, you know, naive or misled or, you know, she had too much. um, She was caught caught up in these kinds of like uh, the idea that she could protect him. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was kind of a child's way of trying to enact the cure. Right. Um, And I don't know if she realizes that, but she realizes that she doesn't have access to her um, powers in the way that she would want. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. It's a beautiful scene between uh it's it's a it's a beautiful third act generally like the yeah. scene between Joel and um Henry the scene between Ellie and uh Sam I mean those are just really great scenes um uh looking rewatching this episode uh Lamar Johnson's like performance is just so how he carries it on his face you know how he's yeah. able to act um and uh, convey these kinds of like um, the hope, the like uh, devastation, the quick realization that uh, he doesn't want to continue on without Sam. There's no point to his life and his thinking mm-hmm. without the child, his his brother to protect. Um, it's gorgeous. It's like, uh, you know, after such a, after a scene where I was laughing <laughs> very loudly um, because of like the kind of absurdity of zombie show, but also yeah. just like it. Yeah. It's just the action and the kind of congruency between these two tones. Um, it really does. Um, I think stick the landing. It does like effectively, um, like you said earlier on, serve them, um, serve these characters in a way that's like thoughtful and careful and, and uh, good storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. I really did like it because this is a point in the game where it's like, where I remember playing through this. Like, I just played a long stretch of this game and I was just like, fuck. Like, if you don't know that that's coming, it's just like, holy shit. And then when this happens in the game, that's why I say this show is uh, more hopeful than the game because in the game, Henry kills himself blackout. Mm-hmm. Then we have another season and it's like, it's really fucking somber. It's like winter time or fall. Mm-hmm. Or something. I forget the transition, um, but it's just like, fuck that, that happened. Yeah. These black boys dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you, you rock with these guys and you, and it's funny because in the game, you're in you're trying to get out of like the you just there's no kathleen there's just this regime that's taken over or it might yeah it's just this 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 regime you know there's all these nameless hunters and stuff around you're trying to get out you get caught you're running away to that bridge in pittsburgh 
what's that? I got to get that right. I want to get that before we yellow bridge because I saw it when I taped Mine Hunter, and it's be- it's mm. like beautiful, like that landmark, the Roberto Clemente Bridge. Bridge, mm. I guess that's what it is. I th- I guess. Why are the bridges in yellow in Pittsburgh? I don't know if that's the right one though. It's on Allegheny. Let's yellow on this photo. It is. Is that what you got? Uh, it looks like it. I don't know which bridge you're talking about, but yeah, the, it looks it looks very yellow. Yeah, mm-hmm. the one with the arch. Mm-hmm. Is that the one? Twenty five, twenty five famous. So Smithfield Street Bridge. Not that one. Not the shady side. There's a lot of bridges. Uh, Roberto Clemente is a Puerto Rican professional baseball right fielder. Yes. He died in a plane crash. Um, Trying to help people, trying to deliver. Oh, gosh. Stuff. Yeah. I think it's the Fort Pitt Bridge. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, the one that's like an art, like an like a arch. That's the one like that's in the video game and they they're being shot at. They jump off and like before, like they're getting caught up and Henry and Sam just fucking leave Joel and Ellie. And it's kind of funny. It's like, oh, the black, you know, the black guys were just fucking I'm dipping. I'm out. Fuck Mm y'all. And they end up and Joel and Ellie jump off. And then Henry and Sam have already made it to safety and they help Joel and Ellie uh, get back get they get them offshore then they go into the tunnels and they had those moments they had that moment together and they fight infected in those tunnels which is probably one of the you you get me you meet up with the you encounter these uh stalkers in that mm-hmm. sequence and that's pretty hard because you get cut off uh joe's with sam henry henry's with ellie kind of like kid swap and then they then they're like you you're with Sam and you're trying to get rid of these infected. Um, and it's even more dangerous. Hmm. So like I was saying, it's just, it's just even more, it's just really dark. And I, I thought they did justice. I thought they really did justice to these two characters. And that's the, this was one of my main concerns about the game. Um, and now my concern is going to go to like the, uh, to Riley who we'll meet in a couple more episodes but uh yeah I thought it was I thought it was beautiful I was just kind of bummed I knew it was going to happen but I just liked how they how they did it and it was really I think the fact that um Sam was younger made things more palpable cuz mm-hmm. I think they were looking in the game Sam's like maybe 12 or 13 and 8 to 8 to 12 and 13 is pretty big when you're a kid. So apparently yeah. they couldn't find anybody. And then they just, the podcast tells you like they're amazing and Druckmann couldn't find anybody. And then they just put it out online where they were like, we're looking for a black kid who's deaf age eight to 14. And, and young, uh, Yvonne was the, uh, best, best young man for the job. And he won the role. And then it just, it kind of just changed the, the dynamic of of that and just made it even more like ooh this is a he's a fucking he's a baby yeah you know what i mean yeah so it yeah it was it was really good i i i like this one i think this might be so far 
I think it's my favorite episode, even though just looking at the, structurally, it's it's the end of it's like a part two, kind of like what they did with uh, the first episode. You know, it's just a little more uh, streamlined, I guess. Yeah. Part two of uh... part two of the like a really nice continuation of the pre of the previous episode, okay. episode yeah. four. Yeah, I see. Yeah. And also, I think it has a lot of parallels to Mm -hmm. uh, episode three, the Bill and Frank episode. Um, Yeah. In the like, this is the story of, you know, this is the story of Henry and Sam. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I thought it was uh, I'm excited to see where they go from here. The the laughing about it, it, you know, I think that that's also them stepping up the action kinds of parts of it. Yeah. Of the and. uh, that's exciting. It's it's a uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they maintain that kind of balance of tone. Uh, you know. Yeah, I think you're going to see going forward. Yeah, you're going to see you're going to meet some another uh, big bad um, who's a person. You know, it's because it's really, and then you'll meet you'll be reintroduced to one essentially if you really locked in with joel and ellie you anybody who's against them is basically an enemy to me like if you if you love these these two characters and if you're if you've been riding with them uh for this long um you know maybe you'll feel the way i do i'm not trying i'm trying to make people feel like i feel but um yeah it's it's um i think a lot of the knock on this show people say it's boring I think they expect more action because it's based on a video game. But one thing you have to do in a video game to keep the story progressing, you do have to fight more infected and take take them down. And that's the action. That's the um, yeah. It's part of a video game, but on a, in a story like this, I, you don't you don't need that. Yeah, and, and even you, like yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. That's like the. That that moment where the horde emerges from the big hole in the ground is like that kind of video game action coming, and right, uh, it, it's really hard to balance that with like the kind of serious, well, you know, different tone, highlighting those, amplifying those kinds of affective or sensitive or emotional parts of the game mm-hmm. uh, to weave out this kind of like this uh, what would would be suitable for television show adaptation so i don't know who's saying it's boring some um, of the people who one some people that i know uh and then some people that like i i watch you know and i look at them on, i try to see what folks are saying and what people are saying on twitter it's just like then you find out that a lot of them don't really watch tv I mean, and they the don't thing. ever watch films or yeah. anything like that so it's gonna be that that perspective is going to be off anyway. Mm-hmm. It's where you just say, like, yeah. I want to see a, I want to see, I want to, I want a story. And this is one of those games where it's like, oh, the narrative is important. It's like, yeah, you want to get through these, these sequences. You need a fucking break when you're uh, taking down this horde of infected or you're going, or if you're just encountering these creatures you need a break when you get done with that shit. Hmm. I the w- the worst thing I did as a gamer was plow through The Last of Us Part Two, which is a almost a thirty hour game over the course of like four 
Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, over the course of four days. Yeah. And that was a you've lot. Been, you've never been the same. I've never been the same. Yeah. And the way, and the, just the way, cause it's hard, like going through all that. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And it's, it's heavy. It's heavy stuff. It's not just like mowing down brown people to get a, to get a fucking chalice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the stakes, there's, there's heavy stakes. And those, yeah. those, it's the things that happen with those, those relationships that these characters have with you, with each other that make it, that uh, make you care about them when they're in these perilous situations, I'd say. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So uh, what are you looking forward to? Well, I'm looking forward to seeing the trailer. They're going to be in Wyoming. Um, I don't know. It seems like they cover so much in these episodes that I don't think we're going to yeah, they're going to be in Wyoming and I want to see how far they get after this after this episode. We're going to see Tommy, we're going to see his wife. Um we're going to meet her. That's Mar- Maria is his wife. And we're going to see what we didn't see. We'll talk about it. Uh well, I'll, you won't be Veronica won't be here next week, but uh it'll be talked about uh with someone or by myself at some point. Uh, that we we see some things that we we're we're going to see some things early that we've seen in part two hmm, that are going to okay. be in, in that are going to be here the settlement we're basically talking about the the settlement in Wyoming hmm. so I don't know I know where we're going but I don't know how that's going to look basically yeah uh, I want to see yeah what, what's going to happen with um when Tommy comes and if there's going to be more kind of background, you know, this question that we've been uh, asking in the beginning uh, around like where Joel is from in this series that might be different from the game. If mm-hmm. they're going to flesh some of that out, um, if they're going to address like what kinds of um, racial and ethnic demographics we might see in Wyoming. I just, I just don't I'm think curious about. Gonna, I think we'll see. We'll probably, I mean, that, that area. You see well, us. You see it's post apocalyptic though, too, right? I mean, it's yeah. like it's totally they have some indigenous actors like that are gonna be in it. Cause I've seen okay. I've seen the the actors that are gonna be in it. And I and you can just look at when I look at like one of the most recent movies I've seen, like that that take place in that area, Montana story with my girl Haley Lou Richardson. Uh you just one of the characters is just brown. Mm-hmm. And they would be up there, you know what I mean? Working. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that yeah. I'm expecting them all to be white. I'm ex- I'm I'm curious to see what they're going to do, what the show is going to decide to do. Oh, racially? Uh, yeah, they're yeah. not going to address it. They're just going to show it. Okay, well, that's how, that's what they've been doing. Because you're yeah. going to look at Tommy next week and be like, oh, okay, Tom. I mean, you're going to see that he what he looks like, and you're going to be like, all right, I see what y'all doing. Pedro Pascal is a little easier to like Americanize him in a lot of ways. And some of the stuff that I've seen him in other things that I've seen him in, in the past, like wonder woman and like stuff where his ethnicity doesn't really, I mean, I don't know. Did we, we didn't talk about him on SNL. What did you think of him on SNL? Yeah, that it was, uh, 
he's funny. He's got yeah. different things. That some of the oh, I was gonna say we had talked about it a little bit uh, off mic, but yeah, my favorite uh, sketch I think was that chili, the chili dogs or something or like wings, the wings. Uh, oh, that was commercial. funny. Yeah, yeah. Was, and it had like other effects and things that were happening. Um, I think that was the best sketch uh, of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting, kinds of you know, just the same as like when. Aubrey Plaza was in that one episode. Uh, yeah. The character that she played in Black Lotus was kind of like a caricature mm-hmm. of a Puerto Rican. Um, yeah, a, car- a Puerto Rican I caricature. I kind of would expect that sometimes. out of her. <laughs> yeah. It, so, wasn't, it I, wasn't surprising, but yeah. I didn't know there was a new, like, so there was the sketch when Pedro Pascal was on. Um, sorry, where uh, he plays like a a, a mother a kind of uh protective yeah. obsessive mother and like they're speaking in spanglish and mm-hmm. uh i didn't realize that the new snl cast member let's see um oh yeah yeah he's latino but at what yes. uh let's see i don't remember his name but you can his name it. is uh hernan no yeah marcelo hernandez mm-hmm. uh so that's an addition to melissa via senor um yeah, she, so. she got they got well she left oh she did okay. yeah she seemed happy as shit. They <laughs> couldn't find. I, I just it would just didn't seem like a good fit for her. Like I, I think she's super talented. I really like her. Uh, I like her a lot. I think she's beautiful. She's talented, but she didn't seem really happy uh, there because they didn't it's use a weird her. gig. Yeah. yeah, it's not for everybody. Like it's it's a different beast. Like some people say it's not funny anymore. I get. I hear comics talk about that shit on podcasts or whatever. It's a different, it's a different beast. Uh, but they know motherfucking well if Lauren Michaels was like, hey, I just yeah. want, want you to write for the okay, yeah, okay. He'll it's a it. it's an institution. You know what I mean? It's a stepping stone too, right? It's like uh, you know, or not a stepping stone, but it's it opens all these doors, I yeah. would imagine. Right. Yeah, so it's people like yeah. work for years off that shit. Yeah. People that yeah. work for years that shouldn't be working <laughs> are working because they got that credit. Yeah. Let's yeah. put it that let's put it that way. Okay, let's put it that way, Chris. You All know right. what I'm saying? Uh, so, so I mean we'll see. I'm I'm curious to see how they continue to handle the kind of like, you know, we have characters who are let we have actors who are playing these characters who are Latino, but we're not gonna like touch it in any anything. way. Yeah. So I'm curious if that's gonna continue. You see What's they didn't happen? say shit yeah. about Henry and Sam. That's true. That's true. They're they not gonna say anything about. They're gonna tell you that the fucking disease came from Jakarta, but the, right <laughs> on that on that shit. As much as I stand for this show, I love like the this this IP or whatever you call it. I enjoy like I have the Ellie figures and stuff like that. I love the game, but you know they have they have well, blind spots. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, it is what it is. And I wouldn't be me. And I don't I don't want to speak for you, but I knowing you for the almost going on two years. I think like you would you would agree that. uh Damn, where was I going with that? I'm trying to was trying to be profound. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm like, like not trying to speak for you, but I think that you would you would be remiss if you didn't recognize. Yeah. Like what the fuck is going on? And like I said a couple of weeks ago, I was just like, it's dope as hell that that Joel is Chilean 
American, yeah. American, and you can see that Tommy is clearly uh, a a brown Mexican-American from the area where they filmed that shit, and you look at him, and then next week you're going to see him with a mustache. That motherfucker is Mexican. You know, it's not... Un bigote, Chris? Un bigote? A bigote? What does that mean? It means mustache. Okay. Yeah, okay. He had that picote on him. (laughs) <laughs> he, i like I, I thought i just think it's cool as shit i mean just for somebody who advocates for seeing uh you know people of color and and it's, it sounds corny as fuck but it's just like can we can you do something with a protagonist that's not white that's yeah. you know that that's all that's all it is and yeah. then it's, and like do can they make it to the end credits Right, right. You know what I mean? That's another big question. Um, But it's interesting because, you know, when I did start listening to that, uh, the official podcast, the show Uh podcast, and they are talking about Sam and there is a change of Sam being um, deaf in the show, but not in the video game. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's another thing of like, you know, they they use uh, the character's deafness to like structure some things, yeah. but it's it's also this thing of like, can we have a character who's not necessarily playing uh, a character where that part of their identity is the key kind of aspect right. of their struggle or of their kind of whatever uh, story? And um, it, yes, and 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 to to your point, and the fact that he is deaf is not the impediment. Is the fact that he had leukemia. Yeah, that's sickness the thing they were proud of, yeah. Was something that was like, yo, it had nothing to do with him being hard of hearing. It's his is his it's cancer. And yeah. that and that's what was I guess Henry's inciting incident to take matters into his own hands and give up Michael. Yeah. And that's yeah. where he gets put in the situation. So So it's just interesting the way that they're uh you know, using difference, using diversity, or using all these kinds of um, representation in ways that still kind of, I don't know, that kind of sidestep it or all these different things. Um, Obviously, the way that they structured the character being deaf was a different kind of thing than, uh, obviously, than, uh, you know, character being Latino or character being Black. But I think that, yeah, it'd be nice <laughs> mm-hmm. if we get a character that lives that's, uh, you know, that's black, yeah. basically. Yeah, from can a, we have that? From yeah. a storyteller as great as Neil Druckmann, and we'd like to see him do that. Yeah. Like, because you are great, I want you to put some people of color in your shit that don't that survive. Yeah, that's survive. That's it. Endure and survive. They don't have to be these saintly people. We could they no. could be flawed just like but Joel. that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. 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 Just like Allie, but it's like, yo, can we see that? Let's let's see that shit. So yeah. all man. right. Well, I think this was great, Veronica. As as always, uh it's a pleasure to to talk about this with you and yep, to get your pers- perspective on this. And uh do you have any any final thoughts before we close? I like the closing song because it wasn't like a cover of, I I don't know if I like these slow down things, but of, yeah. um, pop songs. And I thought that this one was, was good. Uh, yeah. yeah. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. I like that. I've been liking the needle drops yeah. uh, on the show. Yeah. Yeah. It's been good. We'll see what else they got in the, in the coming weeks. Uh, I'm looking forward to 
how they wrap this up, especially looking for an episode like the Left Behind episode. Mm-hmm. And of mm-hmm. course, the, the Riley episode. Someone yeah. suggested that they wanted a roundtable of you and like Rod and Randolph mm-hmm. at the end, like we did with uh, Better Call Saul. That'd Someone would suggest that would be fun. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. Well, that I think that's it. I think we've talked about this enough. And uh, if you have any questions or comments, hit us up. MundaneFestivalPod at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter. I'm Chris Lamberth. Are you still on Twitter? Yeah, but I'm not there. I, yeah. You know, I'm there, but not there. I'm a ghost there. But there I'm go. V.A. Butta, this uh, very boring. My initials and my last name. There we go. Thank you for listening, everybody. And we'll talk to you next time. Take it easy.